Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Show in a row tonight. You know, tonight's the fourth of the five five-hour KM to AMs. You guys paying attention to that? I am. I took a good nap today. Shout out to the Brooklyn Nets. I started watching that game. Woke up like, all right, I gotta get a quick lift in. Leg day. Shower up. Head to the station. Today was Throwback Thursday on the fan. I didn't hear really any of that, but I hope you enjoyed that on 660. Man, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, they did me a solid this week not having any night games, but like I do not care to talk about that game at all. 877-337-6666. It's a Knicks night again. As the Knicks look for six in a row against the Dallas Mavnicks without Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, and Jason Kidd's club. Plus four in Dallas. Let's see if the Knicks can go on the road and continue their streak. I think they can. And I hope that they do. Because that's all we have out here, really. That's all we 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 have in New York is the hope that the Knicks are what we think they are. As both NFL teams are eliminated in New York. And uh, we had a Black Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Bill Belichick is done. Like, I... I listened to BT and Sal today talk about, you know, the situation with the Jets and the Giants, and and their head coaching situations are completely different. The Giants obviously aren't moving away from Brian Dable because then that would mean Joe Shane would be moving away from Brian Dable, and they're not moving away. They're attached to each other. This is their franchise now. But when you see Bill Belichick have to say goodbye to the Pats with Robert Kraft, it's the end of an era. There are kids listening that – 24 seasons, like their entire life, Bill Belichick was over there. Six Super Bowls, 
They've seen all six Super Bowl wins. He's a three-time AP NFL Coach of the Year, the NFL's highest-paid coach, 300 wins with the Patriots. He's trying to get the all-time record. I think he's 15 away from Don Shula's record, 19 straight seasons with a winning record. He's the GOAT. There's no debate. I don't care what you feel about the guy and the you know, deflate gate or spy gate or any of that stuff. He is the GOAT. He's been doing it for a long time with a lot of success, and he's going to go somewhere else and have success. And I just can't get it out of my head. Eight coaches, 25% of the league, have been let go so far. And these are guys that have hoisted Lombardi trophies. These are guys who have won Coach of the Year. These are guys who have been to Super Bowls. These are guys that have gone to playoffs. Some of these guys are trash. Yeah, Brandon Staley and... Josh McDaniel and Arthur Smith, but Frank Wright got fired in week 11. Ron Rivera gets let go. He's been to a Super Bowl. Obviously, you knew he was going to get fired, but Mike Vrabel, they don't know what the hell they're doing in Tennessee. Pete Carroll, I know he's up there in age, but he's had success at USC. He's had success in Seattle with the Seahawks. He's a good coach. Bill Belichick is the GOAT coach. And I can't get it out of my head. It is absolutely insane to see all of these greats being shown the door while on one Jets drive, Rob Sala and his entire coaching staff is safe. What a bizarro world the Jet fan has to live in. And I'm not going to pile on you Jets fans because I know you know. I know you know. How in the world do we have the worst head coach in the league? Just, just say record-wise. But I would also toss in... Um, respect-wise, press conference-wise, control of his players, on-field, locker room, all that type of stuff, knowledge of what's going on on the other side of the ball. How are we stuck with Rob Sala with all of these coaches available? Are we really stuck? Woody Johnson? Yes, because Woody Johnson and the Jets took the green pill. they, They took the green pill. They're stuck in the Aaron Rodgers matrix because Aaron Rodgers said so. Because Aaron Rodgers loves these guys. Because Aaron Rodgers wants them to be back. Pat McAfee announced Aaron Rodgers was done after Tuesday's show just to bring him back today. I respect the trolling. And I respect the brand. And I respect Pat McAfee being true to his fans and himself. And they bring Aaron Rodgers right back. The next trick, they should bring Charles Barkley on and have uh, Charles Barkley talk to Aaron Rodgers. They'll never meet up face-to-face because Charles Barkley went out there and said he would have punched Aaron Rodgers in the face if he said something about him, made a joke about him, and the Jeffrey Epstein list. 877-337-6666. The Jet fan is stuck in hell right now with the worst coach in the league, all of these great coaches becoming available. We have never seen this in the NFL. And you're stuck with a guy that has had a terrible record the last three years Seems to know nothing about the offense. Seems to be an absolute puppet at the podium. Because Aaron Rodgers, who played four snaps, says so. Good grief. On the other side of MetLife Stadium, that was fast. That was almost too fast. The New York Giants are hiring Carmen Brasillo as their new offensive line coach from the Oakland Raiders. I made a joke online. I said, uh, this guy looks like Brian Dable. Brian Dable is making this team in his own image. He's filling out his coaching staff in his own image. There's going to be a bunch of bald, fat guys with beards coaching under Brian Dable. How fast is that? It's Thursday. You just got through the Wink Martindale stuff. I guess 
when you go two and eight, you start making plans of who you want to coach your team. I guess when you go two and eight, you know it's a wrap. You know who you're firing, and you start hey picking up the phone quietly. You want to come over here and coach my team? Sure. So the Giants get Carmen Brasillo. That was some big news today. Giants fans, call me up. Tell me what you think. 877-337-6666. But honestly, I tried to force the baseball conversation last night. I had my boy Rec on. I had my boy X on from MLB Network just to try to stir the pot. I know you guys want to talk NFL playoffs. I, I will do that. I will humor you. I did some more reading and researching and looking into the matchups and the whole playoff bracket and expectations. So we're going to have some time to do that tonight. But it was arbitration day in MLB, right? So Juan Soto's name popped up. And a uh, bunch of other names popped up. And I'm not going to bore you with, like, that's terrible radio to be like, well, uh, you know, Victor Gonzalez and the Yankees are in agreement at $860,000. Wait, who? What? But we will talk about arbitration. We will go through some of the names, some of the, the numbers, like uh, on the Mets side. Joey Lucchese, $1.65 million deal, one-year deal to avoid arbitration. Good for him, building off of what he did last year. And obviously, there's been a ton of conversation around the Mets, and that, that conversation is going to continue. Uh, I know that we had the press conference yesterday. I know that we all talked about Severino and Bader and really – David Stearns, and, you know, I was listening to C-Mac's show last night, and after taking your calls yesterday, I just realized D. Stearns is the new king. D. Stearns, the D is for demolition. The D is for destruction. You have to destroy before you can elevate. That's a Rick Ross lyric, but I think that's been used probably in some kind of book or something, but Rick Ross said you got to destroy before you elevate. He is destroying what you think of the New York Mets. He's destroying what you think of Steve Cohen's Mets. He's destroying what you thought. And that is going to probably include destroying the polar bear. 877-337-6666. That's not his man's. That's not his guy. He's trying to make this team, as I'm speaking of Brian Dable, making this team in his own image. I heard C-Max say it last night. David Stearns is making this Mets team in his own image. He's got to undo the last three years, so expect it to take at least three years before you start seeing real progress. And I don't know, to me, it just de defeats the purpose of having the richest owner in the sport. Like, what? Like why, why have money bags in the sport with no salary cap to go hire a guy that's going to manage this thing the way he's used to managing things in Milwaukee? I don't know. We'll talk through it tonight. I mean, give him give him three years. So he'll get you over 80 wins at some point. 877-337-6666. I said Pete Alonso is not his man's. Why would he extend Pete Alonso? That's not his guy. It's not his buddy guy. He's not his friend. And speaking of friends, Aaron Judge. I'm wearing my Aaron Judge shirt tonight. Aaron Judge home run tour with all 62 of Aaron Judge's home runs and locations on the back. Aaron Judge, isn't Blake Snell your man's? Isn't that your boy? Isn't that your dog? Haven't you endorsed him already? Well, today we learned that there's an offer out there, or there has been an offer out there for Blake Snell. So what's the holdup? What's going on? Quit playing. Blake Snell, Snellzilla, New York Yankees. Like, can we get that tonight in the, in the next five-hour KM to AM? Can we get the news that, like, Snell went ahead and 
said, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Yankees. He received the contract offer from the Yankees, uh, but no deal is close. I saw Brian Hoke put that out. John Heyman put that out. Why? What are you waiting on? The Anaheim Angels to blow you away? I want to see the numbers. Has anybody produced the numbers? I know they're having hot stove on, uh, on, on yes right now. I want to see the numbers of the contract. No details yet, but uh, they're saying the Yankees are highly motivated to make a deal. Yes, make that deal. And if the whole Stroman conversation is leveraged to say, hey, well, if you guys don't take this deal, we're going to sign Marcus Stroman and that's it. No, 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 no. You need two guys. You need two guys. Blake Snell and Marcus Stroman. Don't give me Luke Weaver. Break the glass. Earlier today, uh, Luke Weaver to the Yankees or back to the Yankees. The Yankees get that deal done. I know there's no Yankee fan that's celebrating that. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I told you guys what would happen here, right? I said, this is this is what Cashman does. Like, Cashman's going to do all the marginal things. Today, Robert Murray reported free agent pitcher Luke Weaver and the New York Yankees are in an agreement on a one-year, $2 million contract. So I had an article. I put it on my Twitter. I'm like, expect Cashman to go back to what he's been doing, right? Yeah, they made the move for Juan Soto. He didn't even want to do that. He backed out of that negotiation because he didn't want to move on from Michael King. I think Hal tapped him on the shoulder like, hey, buddy, no, like, Michael King can't stop this. Our fans are going nuts. Remember they had the whole Fire Cashman night? Like 300 people had Fire Cashman t-shirts walking around the stadium at the end of the year. Yeah, like, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead, Brian. So, Brian Cashman, hello. Like, Luke Weaver, Cody Petit, those are good depth pieces. But we need two other legit starters. That pitched well in Major League Baseball last year. If it's Snell and Stroman, cool. It can't just be Stroman. And it can't just be Snell. And then a cast of characters uh, from Will Warren to Clayton Beater. No. Uh Uh-uh. No. I thought we were going for it. I thought we were all in. 82 and 80, right? Can't happen. It's unacceptable, right? Like, Brian Cashman, you pointed your fingers and told everybody you think you're pretty effing good. Well, show us. It's January 11th. Show us. We got about a month until spring training. 877-337-6666. So to continue with the throwback theme tonight, my OG Dave Sims will join me at 745. I know Rich Ackerman is familiar with Dave Sims. Uh, Some of our older time listeners in New York are probably familiar with Dave Sims. Dave Sims was one of the first people to reach out to me. And he said, yeah, you know, I was on the air in New York uh, actually before I was born, late 80s. So I actually was able to connect with him at the All-Star game. Somebody I look up to, admire. He calls the Mariners games out there uh, on TV and radio. He's just a pro's pro. Uh, He's been a super solid guy. For me, he will tap back into New York radio. You'll hear his voice at 745. Chris Kirshner from The Athletic will join me at 830. We got to talk about the Yankees offseason. What's the plan? What's going on? Are they going to keep... Signing these uh, debt pieces, or are we going to land a couple big arms to make this rotation look like an actual MLB rotation? Too many question marks right now in the Yankees rotation. You need more depth and solid depth. So CK will join us from The Athletic covering your New York Yankees at 830. And another in-studio guest, my guy Eddie Mata. He's an actor, cool guy, uh, very Italian, and Him and I are connected through Yankee Stadium, Yankees uh, Twitter. He had me on his podcast. I told my whole life story on his podcast. But you might know that I was in the 2014 MLB Fan Cave 10 years ago. 
he actually was the Yankee fan in the MLB fan cave in 2012. So we'll chop it up. We'll talk about the MLB fan cave. That'll be my little throwback. Throwback to some stories of what went on at 692 Broadway, the old Tower Records building, which they turned into the MLB fan cave for four years. This is Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. Four out of five KM to AMs in a row. It's been a great week. We ain't done yet. Call me up at 877-337-6666. And after this break, we'll get the show started. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I kind of like this uh, four in a row, tomorrow five in a row. It's never happened. It might not ever happen again, but man, I mean, it's kind of fun to be on air before, I don't know, midnight, 11. And just even the schedule that I've hit this week with my like non-sleep pattern and, uh, you know, taking care of my son and trying to work out and, you know, trying to do some other things. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I like it. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. But, you know, just the way it works with the nighttime shift, you're not going to be on at 7 p.m. every day. We got the Brooklyn Nets. And then, of course, when we get to the spring and summer and early fall, the New York Yankees. And uh, then when the fall really gets going, we've got Monday night football, Thursday night football. But this has been a cool week, a cool uh, run for me. So we're going to take your calls. I've got three guests. My Casamigos big shot of the night. And, uh, yeah, the Knicks game at 8. And I'm just in here watching the Devils right now. Woo! Devils up 1-0 on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Come on, Devils. Get right. I need a win 
tonight. Let's see what you guys are talking about. I think everything, really, but mostly NFL to start. Dale is in Manorville. Dale, you're first up on the fan. Hey, what's up, man? I listen to your show all the time. Um, yeah, so with the with the coaching, I I just think it's so overrated. With the coach, you know, all, all these coaches that hoist up the Lombardi trophies and, okay. and Phil Jackson, Belichick, Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson never hoisted up a Lombardi trophy. No, in the NBA trophies. Coach, yeah, I know the coach. Larry O'Brien. I get so what you're that, saying, though. You're saying that it's overrated. These coaches, um, these these coaches get more credit than they deserve. They they get way more credit if they don't got the right guys in the right places. The Michael Jordans, Kobe Bryant, Brady. You know, it, they're not making any adjustments that that's going to make them win. When when Phil Jackson, I know you're talking about football before, but. When Phil Jackson went to the Knicks, they couldn't wait to get rid of him. Phil Jackson you know? didn't coach the Knicks. In, in the office, in the head office, you know? <laughs> Dale, appreciate the call, but I 100% disagree. Did you Did you ever play anything? You never, you never played a sport and had a coach that you loved? You never played a sport and had a coach that was different than a coach that sucked? You never played a sport and was on a successful team with a prepared coach who was a motivator, a good public speaker, who knew the game inside and out, who knew how to communicate the game to you? In professional sports, of course the coach matters. And yeah, you need Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. You obviously need talent because the coaches can't step on the field. But I've got a ton of respect for coaches. Man, you don't get to see even a ten percent of the work that these guys do behind the scenes, all you get to see is game day. You don't get to see the film hours, the film study, right? They can do documentaries on Bill Belichick and the Patriot Way and do your job, and you still can't get a grasp of the hours this man is putting in to make sure his team is prepared so that they ultimately win. And of course, we've discredited him in the last couple years because Tom Brady was able to leave and go win in Tampa. But that's Tom Brady and his greatness. Like there, there are two things that can you know be true at once: that Tom Brady is great and Bill Belichick is great. Bill Belichick won a Super Bowl and was great before he met Tom Brady. He also drafted Tom Brady and stuck with Tom Brady and also didn't move on from Tom Brady. Tom Brady thanked him. I, I can't. Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson didn't just have success with Michael. He had success with Kobe. Nah, I, I can't co-sign that, man. I had coaches in my life that changed my life. I had coaches that believed in me and looked at me and said, you know what? You have the talent. We got to go to work. I'll show up to your house. Show, shout out to Coach Klein. I'll show up to your house 7 a.m. just to take you to go work on your three-step drop, five-step drop, your mechanics, to go run the bleachers, to go train. Coaches mean a lot. So you can't sit there and tell me that when look at the Jets and look at their head coach. He can't overcome a damn thing. Patrick is in Verona, New Jersey. Patrick, you're on the fan. Oh, my God. JJ, we got to get the show back on the rails after that first call, man. Yeah, what? <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't believe that. All right. All right. So we can, So this is, this is an argument me and the guy has been going back and forth on. Daniel Jones is due to make an incredible amount of money in 2025-2026. Yeah. And the Giants, the Giants have an out after, you know, after this year to get out of that contract. Now, the type of year that Daniel Jones would have to have 
to justify the Giants keeping him for those next two years and paying him what he's due to be made in those two years, the type of year he would have to have coming off of those injuries, it's basically impossible. I mean, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible for him to, you know, he would have to be a top five QB in the league. He'd have to light it up. He'd have to have a career let's, here. Let's talk through it because the quarterback is only as good as the pieces around him. We don't know who's blocking for him. We don't know who's running the ball. We're going to have the conversation tonight about where's Saquon going? How much How much yeah. is he going to command? Who's he throwing the ball to? Darius Slayton? Like, his knee is compromised. His neck is compromised. I don't want to. He, yeah, his, the his game is running the football, right? Really, he's not he's yeah, not a quarterback yeah. that's going to throw 30 touchdowns. He's, he's a threat not. running the ball and throwing the ball. So what if he can't yeah. run anymore? And what he's you know he's a, he's one hit away from you know with with the neck. I mean, there's it's just bad all around with him. So what the situation I don't want the Giants to get into is when you know if say DJ goes out you know as a mediocre year or whatever, Giants realize he's not the guy, and then they get out of the contract, but they've got nobody behind them. Won't and happen. Now you're in, it won't now happen. You're in you don't, what, you, you don't it, think, you no, don't think. Shane and Dable, hell no. They're not dumb. They're, it won't happen. They don't even like Daniel Jones. They brought Tyrod Taylor in hoping that Daniel Jones would lose in camp to him. Remember, they did not pick up this yeah. man's option. And that's how you ended up with the contract that you have now. Because if they liked him or they believed in him, they would have just picked up his option for $22 million instead of paying him $40 million. You know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah, you, yeah. That's not their guy. That's not their man at all. You could tell the first day, uh, the first game, you know, Dable tightening up Daniel Jones. That's become famous in Giants lore. They go and beat beat the Titans because Dable's telling them, hey, make better decisions with the ball. Don't turn the ball over. What did I tell you? And look at Josh Allen, turnover machine. He's way different without Dable yeah. tightening him up. So Dable and Shane are going to go get their guy. Kafka, too, because there's reports that Kafka's going to stay um, stay with the Giants. He's going to hang around. Those three yeah. guys are going to identify the quarterback that they want, and they will try to do everything to go get him. There is no... Future where Daniel it. Jones is the only quarterback and you, you default into Tommy Cutlets. I love that you're starting to say I've been every everybody that I've had this conversation with is no, we've got to see what Daniel Jones goes. And the big the big we've been saying, doing that for four, five years. I know, I know. And everyone's what what my buddies have been saying to me is this: you can't force a quarterback. What if they don't like a guy? And I'm like, there's too many guys in this draft that are going to be at the top. What's not to like? What's not to like? They're like, well, what if it doesn't fit their offense? What if it doesn't fit their scheme? What if one of these guys? isn't the guy that they want. Like you can't force it. And I'm like, you, I'm like you, there is enough. There's enough, I think there and to where they could potentially trade up. But the, the situation you and I were just saying where, you know, if they cut Daniel Jones, and they've got nobody to fall back on. They won't then, end uh, up know, in that situation. They're not the I'm Jets. Glad. They're not the Jets. I'm they're not going to have Zach Wilson sitting there saying, oh, we're good. We're good. They're not going to default into that. Thanks for the call, Patrick. They're not that dumb. They're not that dumb, especially in year three coming off of a six win season. They're not stupid. They're not, they're not going to put all their eggs in the Daniel Jones basket. I don't know if you guys heard me last night. It was late when I was on, but Mac was already here. C-Mac was in here, and, and C-Mac does a lot of conversation on Daniel Jones. He's a big Giants fan, so of course. But he also has done a lot of conversation on get the quarterback, and I'm right there with him. And I ain't no Giants fan, but like I'm an NFL fan, and you know the formula in the NFL. Look at C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Go get your guy. So... When I was talking to Mac, I'm like, bro, I'm going to go crunch the numbers and do the math on Kyler Murray because I've been using him as an example on the fan without the actual dates and times to back it up. The the Lightning scored to tie it up 1-1, Devil's Lightning down in Tampa. So Kyler Murray got hurt on December 12th. He had his surgery on January 3rd of, of last year. So he got hurt D December 12th, 2022, 
had his surgery January 2023. He came back to play on November 12th, 2023. It took 11 months, exactly 313 days for a freak athlete like him who was drafted in Major League Baseball, drafted number one in the NFL. He's fast. He's strong. He's got an arm. This kid is a freak athlete. He's younger than Daniel Jones. It took him 313 days to return from the time he got surgery to being back on an NFL field. Daniel Jones got hurt on November 5th, had surgery November 22nd. I'm talking to Mac last night. I'm like, I can't do the math in my head. I just was like trying to quickly. I'm like, let me put a number in there. The closest one, I guess, was a day off. I said, I went to the little date calculator you can find on Google. I'm like, let's say October 1st. October 1st would be 314 days, one more day longer than it took Kyler Murray to return to the NFL. So if you follow that math and if you use Kyler Murray's return as a structure for Daniel Jones, unless Daniel Jones has some type of ayahuasca, darkness retreat, some type of whales, whales mating sounds that Aaron Rodgers could pass to him, right? And Aaron Rodgers sold us that pipe dream, those Jedi mind tricks that he was coming back. Oh, give me your timelines. I'm coming back. Watch. That never happened. There is no way, in my opinion, that Daniel Jones is ready for training camp. So just with that thought that he might not be ready to play until late September, October, you have to get not just one quarterback, two quarterbacks. You draft one and you sign one. And if you want to keep Tommy Cutlets around for the story, the morale, the local feels, sure. If you want to run it back with Tyrod, he wants to be here, he understands the role, whatever it is, you're going to draft a guy, fine. But I think you can do better than both Tommy Cutlets. I think you can do better than Tyrod Taylor. You go draft the future. You go bring in a, a backup. I don't care who the backup is. I don't know. I, I think I used the example of a Jacoby Brissett um, last night. But you, you, they're not fools. They are not going to go back-to-back seasons losing their starting quarterback or banking on Daniel Jones, who they never had faith in in the beginning. Joe's on Staten Island. Joe, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith, how you doing tonight? Good, good, good. How are you? So, Keith, you, um, everyone agreed, and you just said it, that Bill Belichick's probably one of the best coaches in the NFL, which is uh, agreeable by everybody. The best. In the last two years, the best. And the last, which I agree, in the last two years, um, we see that, you know, he's getting lost his job or um, because the Patriots were terrible. So you're not going to say that Bill Belichick is not one of the best coaches and play, in, in, is not the best coach because – he didn't have a quarterback, so it's understandable that the offense was terrible and that the Patriots I mean, were did, ready to he, move on. He did make the playoffs with Mac Jones. Mac Jones got to a Pro Bowl, but there, you know, the writing was on the wall. It's circumstantial, man. You, you lose Brady. You bring in a bunch of scrubs. They're not spending money. Right, right, They're right. bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, Ezekiel Elliott. You're not, you're not going to win, not in this NFL. All right, right, right. So, I agree. So, the reason you agree is because he had a bad quarterback on this pandemic. Not just quarterback. They had no skill position players, and they also had a lot of injuries. They lost Matthew Judon this year. They lost Christian Gonzalez this year. They were smoked. They were done. So, so Keith, so, so, so why are you saying that, that Robert Stiles should be fired when Zach Wilson's his quarterback? The whole idea for the Jets was that we're going to bring in Zach Wilson. We're going to bring in Aaron Rodgers, and that's going to be our trial for Robert Stiles to see if he's actually good. So, before that happens... I, you could say that. Joe, Sala are you a Jets coach, fan? If you think so. You're a Jets fan? I'm a Jets fan, You've yes. watched Rob Sala for three years, and you think it's all Zach Wilson's fault? 
I didn't say it's all that good, but I say I should agree that Rob Sala is not a good coach. But Bill Belichick didn't have half the defense that Rob Sala has, and you think it goes back right, to I'm Zach just, Wilson? I, I'm just being fair to Rob Sala that the, the Jets. Basically no, we're, we've him. been we've been too kind to Rob Sala. Thanks for the call, Joe. We've absolved him. What, someone call me and and give me five things that Rob Sala does well. Someone call me and give me the five best attributes of the Jets head coach. It ain't it ain't public speaking. It ain't um you know his press conferences dealing with the media. It isn't how he fires up the the team. We watched Hard Knocks. All that commander contender competitor BS. What did it turn into? They weren't commanders competitors contenders at the end of the season getting rolled by Miami on national television or or, or Amazon Prime Black Friday. National television on Amazon Prime Thursday night football when they go to the Browns and the Browns absolutely smacked them. They looked unprepared. They looked like they weren't coached. They looked checked out. The head coach is supposed to keep them locked in, motivated, like Mike Vrabel did with the Tennessee Titans, who had nothing to play for but to play spoiler. The Jets had the opportunity to still play spoiler down the stretch, and their head coach could not get them motivated. The Titans were able to get wins. The Titans beat Miami. The Titans beat the Jaguars, knocked them out of the playoffs. Miami's a playoff team. Mike Vrabel got fired. Rob Sala still has his job. 877-337-6666. We're going to break. Dave Sims is going to join me. And then you Jets fans can call me up and tell me what's so great about your head coach. Do not mention Zach Wilson. KM to AM returns right after this. Okay, let's do it. My first guest, KM to AM and friends. My OG Dave Sims. I don't even know how to introduce you, Dave. I feel like you've done so much. Uh, maybe people here in New York remember you on WNBC, 66 WNBC. You did nights. Uh, I remember when you first messaged me when I first got the job. I was so pumped to even see that you knew who I was because I obviously knew you from baseball and, and calling the Mariners games out there. There's not that many brothers calling, you know, Major League Baseball games. So, when you reached out, I hope you don't mind me sharing the message. You said, great to see another brother in the evening sports show on WFAN. I manned the spot when it was 66 WNBC, 1986 to 1988, before joining the fan in September 1989. Best of luck. Have fun. And I was just like, he knows who I am. <laughs> hey, I pay attention. I'm on social media. How you doing, man? I'm great. You know, uh, this week I've been blessed. There are no Knicks games. Uh, no Nets games, rather. We cover the Nets on WFAN, uh, my favorite basketball team. Who I don't know, they're they're terrible. Um, there's no football on because now we're in the playoffs, so the games aren't on Monday night. Um, or maybe we'll have the Monday night broadcast next week. But this week is a week where I get to be on 7 p.m. to 12. I, I feel blessed to have the opportunity to you know connect with some listeners that go to bed at night because usually I'm on at 11 p.m. Yeah, no, I hear you, and this is familiar territory for me having. You know, that, that run I had there at WNBC this time at night. And the uh, same thing, when there was no games, we went, uh, Mike Breen did a magazine show from 7 to 7.30. I went 7.30 to midnight, and we had a lot of laughs. I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of fans out there that I used to talk to. A lot of folks used to call up on a regular basis. It was always uh, a lot of fun to interact with everybody. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, man, brother. That's it. Hey, now. <laughs> You're the man. When I, I, came, when I came out there to Seattle for the All-Star game this year. Shout out to the Players Alliance for 
you know, reaching out to WFAN and, and asking for me specifically and flying me out and taking care of me, I knew I would meet you out there. And you could tell how pumped I was to interview you and just be around you and the, the tribute that they put together for you at the, um, you know, the players party with all the guys with CC and Griffey and uh, all the players. It was awesome, you know, so. I love Seattle. That was my first time in Seattle. How do you like living in the Pacific Northwest? How do you like living out there versus, you know, New York? How has that transition been uh, all these years now? Dude, I'm in Manhattan. I never moved out there. I'm only out there during spring, during uh, baseball. I didn't realize that. Oh, you no, no, man. No, I'm a New York guy. Come on now. And uh, uh, But I love Seattle. Uh, you were out there at a great time. Summertime is always the best. From like July three, four, five into like usually mid and sometimes late September, when the weather's you know really warm, um, you know it's uh, it's just absolutely beautiful out there. And if if you're into boating, hiking, you know fishing, uh, the Great Pacific Northwest is at your beck and call with a lot of great things to do out there. There's mountains to climb and all that kind of stuff. Great golf if you love golf. And uh, no, it's a terrific area. It's what I think it's the 18th largest market thereabouts. I think the last time I looked, and uh, you know, it's a good sports stuff. Yeah, you need done, the NBA back desperately. <laughs> yeah, they definitely, and it's funny you said that. You've you've done everything, and out there, you know, they're lacking NBA, but they have a great culture around the NFL with the Seahawks, uh, the Seattle Mariners, with the ballparks right there. I loved how everything was right in the same area. You can take the train yeah. for free right to that area. You know, I wasn't expecting them to move on for from uh, Pete Carroll this year, and we were just talking about all of these legendary coaches who have had a ton of success being shown the door. It's crazy that we're in this era where, like, you know, if you're old or they want to go in a new direction or get these young whippersnappers, these young offensive minds, they will show these legends the door. So have you heard anything about that? Any of your Seattle people talking about what's going on with the Seahawks and Pete Carroll? I know they offered him an opportunity to, like, take an office job. Yeah, well, Pete, Pete's uh, the youngest 72-year-old you're ever, ever going to meet. You know, everybody gets spoiled by you know, those back-to-back Super Bowl uh, appearances should have won both of them. And, you know, the, the product has not been as good, uh, you know, during that, since that heyday. And, you know, they wanted to make a change. Um, I don't, you know, Dusty Baker managed, he, what, this past year, I think he was 74 when, when he finally hung him up. So I, I don't think, it, you know, age might have hit something, but I hope it didn't. And uh, But they just wanted to get a, you know, a new start. I think that was the biggest thing. I'm not real close to a lot of the to that team out there, you know, given that I'm here during the football season, but you know, it's a great, it's a great fan base. The 12s and they want to start over. They want to get back in. I mean, San Francisco has been been dominant the last few years. You know, Rams had a run. They won a Super Bowl. So you know, Seattle Seahawks, they want to get back in it. Yeah, I think they want Dan Quinn. I'm a Cowboys fan, and uh, he's obviously been a head coach before. He's he's been great for the Cowboys defense, and he's getting a lot of interest. I think they're looking to well, bring Dan yeah, Quinn there. Yeah. Keep this in mind that uh, buddy of mine, um, uh, Scott Kaplan, who was a really good punter at Pitt back in the day when I was doing Big East football, and longtime San Diego sports talk show host, and we were back and forth yesterday, and he said, hey, man, I have, I got a guy who's one of uh, Quinn's boys, and he flat out wants the Chargers job, and then several hours later, you know, the Seahawks job came open. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, you know how much of a reach outreach uh, the Seattle folks do for Quinn, and and who's going to get that San Diego job? I mean, especially now with Belichick you know, being stepping away from uh, mutually stepping away from New England. Now, when I was out there for the All Star Game, there was a lot of talk about Shohei Otani, 
And Shohei Otani actually mentioned out there that, you know, he spent some off seasons in Seattle. And mm-hmm. I remember being there for the Home Run Derby and the game, and I, I think it was both the All-Star game or and the Home Run Derby. The fans were chanting, like, come to Seattle. Yeah, so, hey, the game. So, yeah. Hey, they were showing him a ton of love. And so when I was, you know, talking about the top five landing spots for Shohei, I'm like, Seattle makes a ton of sense. He grew up loving Ichiro. He said he's lived there before. But Seattle was not even in the conversation. They have Julio Rodriguez. They just let Teoscar Hernandez sign with the Dodgers. What do you think that, you know, the, the Seattle Mariners are looking to do? They they ended their drought, got to the playoffs or postseason two years ago. I, I know there was, uh, you know, some things that their GM had said a couple years back that made people kind of look at them sideways. But they have one of the best young players in the game. They got to go for it. Yeah, they, our, the pitching is outstanding, and we're starting rotation and it's right. the other day was Di Scalfani. Um, you know, they chose not to. You know, that was a little bit too rich for blood. Uh, you know, the money that Otani wanted and ultimately got from the Dodgers, and I think a lot of people fall into that category. And I think he wanted to stay in Southern California the entire time anyway. I mean, he was comfortable down there, way of life, et cetera, et cetera. And then gets his boy Yamamoto to join him, so that'll be formidable. And if the Dodgers get a couple more couple more arms uh, and keep them healthy. They're going to be something else. We, we play at the Dodgers this year. But, uh, yeah, would, would uh, folks in Seattle love to have Otani, especially given the outstanding Japanese-American population we have there, Ichiro, Ichiro his legacy. You know, I think, uh, obviously, that would have been, a, it would have been an absolute goldmine. And, and I remember there has been some quotes, or certainly there were some feelings when Otani was making himself available to the major leagues that, and, and Jerry DePoto, our you know, president of baseball operations, made a very strong run at him and thought, matter of fact, he said, I remember Jerry said, I went to bed thinking we had him. But he, and I thought that Otani would want to create his own legacy or, or certainly follow, it would be a following of uh, each row's legacy, but he said he really he wasn't that interested in that particular part of it. So Henson ends up in the Angels and now the rest is history. Yeah, obviously here there was a lot of talk about Otani and Yamamoto. I think a lot of the Mets fans with the richest owner in the sport were thinking they were going to make a run at Otani, but his heart was in L.A. I, I you know, I thought it was always L.A. He's been there for the last five, six years watching the Dodgers' success. It made sense to just stay in the same house but go to the better operation. Uh, another Let guy, me run this by you, too. Let mm-hmm. me run this by you. A Japanese reporter told me, said, listen, if he goes to the East Coast, those, uh, the, the games – Back home, the time's eight o'clock in the morning, and that's not good for his parents. Right? It's uh, they got a, they got a much better chance with him on the West Coast. And then, that, speaking that, of that, the that, Japanese reporters, they would have to relocate because I read an article that mm-hmm. there's about twenty five, thirty of them that live out there specifically to cover him. You betcha. They, he wasn't going to make those people move to Toronto. Yeah, I mean that wasn't a major factor, but it was a, it was on the list. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it, it was all factored in. It was all um, a part of it. So. Uh, you know, I was about to mention Teoscar Hernandez. I feel like that's a guy the Mets should get. Uh, the Met fan right now is looking at David Stearns, who has come in, a complete philosophy change. They do have the richest owner in the sport. Uh, I mean, you know, I hear Met fans talk about 1986. It seems like a long time ago. Because um, it was. Because <laughs> it is. <laughs> what do you remember about the glory days of the Mets? Because you were on hey, air man. in the late '80s, right? You were on hey, air when man. the Mets were doing it here. Yeah, you know, '86 was great. They had they had so many great personalities, uh, guys that were making headlines uh, in plus and minus ways, and they played they played some spirited ball. They you know they they brawled a little bit. No, it was a fun it was a fun operation. It was a blast. Uh, they were a boon to the city. 
and it was great to see them, you know, get to a World Series again and win the darn thing. It was uh, great personalities, Doc, Daryl, Keith, Gary. I mean, uh, uh, it was just great. Uh, was it was Dykstra with him? Dykstra was with him at that point. Uh, you know, Ronnie Darling. I mean, it, it it was a great group, and I know the memories of you know fond memories for uh, all Met fans remembering that '86. Seems like it was yesterday in some some regard. We're on the phone right now with Dave Sims. Sims, just an American sportscaster, if you look at Wikipedia, but the guy's a legend right now. He calls uh, the play-by-play for the Seattle Mariners on radio and TV out there in Seattle. And, you know, him and I have connected through me getting on the radio at the fan and then going out to the All-Star game and meeting him. And uh, I'm glad to have him on tonight. So a couple more things, you know, speaking on the Mets, uh, we lost Buddy Harrelson today. And uh, we also did today a throwback on 660 WFAN with uh, John Minko and uh, Chris Russo and uh, (laughs) Steve Summers. So uh, can you speak a little bit about uh, what you know about Bud Harrelson and uh, also, you know, some of the legendary voices that have been on WFAN over time? Well, you know, Bud Harrelson, you know, very good uh, defensive shortstop. Uh, As a hitter, he slapped it around. He could lay down a bunch. I think – when you think about Bud, you think about an outstanding defense and a big heart that he had, and battling Pete Rose and the big collision they had at second base. Uh, I think that was during the playoffs one year. That was that was really great. And then you mentioned some of the guys who had been yeah, during my year at uh, FAN, Summers and Chris, and yeah, that was that was a good group. And and I think that whole our whole group now has moved on to either retirement or other gigs, yeah, with the exception of you know makeup still hurt. Uh, doing St. John's basketball. I saw John last week when we did uh, St. John's and Hofstra. So it was a very good group. We we had a lot of fun. The numbers, I, I think, that uh, influence-wise and how we shaped uh, how to do sports talk radio and, and to have it as the first full-time station, I mean, that's, that's a heck of a legacy to be a part of that and certainly it's been copied uh, multiple times over around the country. So, you know, it's nice to be a part of it. And the other thing, too, um, and as I mentioned to you and at my, our first correspondent, I mean, there aren't very many major market stations in big cities. There, aren't, uh, there are not a lot of guys, black fellows, uh, African-American, you know, uh, journalists, um, former players doing sports talk radio. And right. the numbers have increased a little bit, but I wouldn't say it's been an avalanche by any stretch of imagination since I started doing it. And actually, I followed up uh, the great Art West Jr. WABC. And when I was in LA News, oh, when I Arthur George Press Jr. from <laughs> big ball yard, <laughs> big ball orchard in the South Bronx, that art was a beauty. And uh, heck, he had the pre preeminent um, sports talk show one before FAN came around and went, you know, almost twenty four hours of sports. So, uh, big tribute to him. And um, yeah, you know what I as I mentioned in terms of having uh, black guys doing sports. Uh, professional journalists, uh, et cetera, you, uh, let's see, Rob Parker. And, uh, I mean, there's not that many guys doing it. And right. again, it's more than, it's a few more than, uh, you know, when I was there, it seemed like for a long time, uh, Greg Gumbel was uh, among the very first, air, you know, guys on air. And then I think uh, the next black guy to come there around with me and then followed Bill Daughtry and Tony Page uh, and uh, and now you. So, it it is encouraging. You know, our numbers are, and then you mentioned Major League Baseball. Believe in the history of Major League Baseball, I'm only like the fourth African American guy to have to be the voice of the team in the Major I League. I know. I mean, it's freaking nuts. Paul Olden was right in there. Greg Gumble had the Yankees. I for know a while. Paul. Paulie was with uh, the Yankees. And, uh, uh, what's our guy from the Bronx that calls the Astros now? Um, yeah, Robert Ford. Robert yep. Ford. He's from the 
from uh, from Brock Science in Syracuse. He's got a couple rings on his finger. Good, great guy. I met him when he was uh, doing a Kansas City Royals uh, pregame show, and he came up and introduced us. Hey, man, I'm from New York. Blah blah blah. I went to Syracuse and Big East, and he was at Syracuse when I was doing Big East stuff on TV and whatnot. So. Yeah, our our numbers are you're, you're carrying a heck of a banner there, my man, and hopefully uh, you, know, you can can inspire and, and be somebody that young kids, both black and white, uh, look up to for you know doing a, you know having a great gig and doing a great job. You got it every night, every day. Inspire or retire. I know that you know people like yourself paved the way for me, and I hope to be doing that for the future. Uh, the last thing I did know you were on the East Coast because I follow you. On Instagram, I think I gotta follow you on TikTok. I like that you're still on all the uh, social media, Twitter, everything. Uh, yeah, you know, never too old to, to follow what the young cats do. But I knew you were on the East Coast because you posted a picture with Sarah Kustak calling the um, yeah. Seton Hall Georgetown game at Capital One Arena. So I guess it just slipped my mind that you know you're not out there out west. But uh, oh, man, I love Sarah Kustak. She's the best. She calls the Nets game. She did my Nets podcast. Hey. Whenever I see her, she gives me a big hug. She's great. She is one of the nicest people you'll ever want to meet. And her first big gig after she got out of DePaul was with us on the uh, Big East Football Conference Game of the Week back. I want to say it was definitely 06, but it might have been 05. And she's come a long way. I mean, she is uh, one of the tops in the game. And um, she's, at you know, I think the last five, six years we usually get to do, we get assigned once get to work together once or twice, and it's always, always a great reunion being, being around Sarah. Yeah, talk about blazing a trail and inspiring for women. Sarah Kustak is definitely it. Dave, you're the man. Thank you for the time. Uh, you mentioned Tony Page. I had him on last night. You mentioned Rob Parker. I had him on Monday. So uh, thank you for joining me on KM to AM and Friends this week of uh, five-hour shows that I've put together. Amen, brother. Thanks, man. Be well. All the best, everybody. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, you bet, man. Take care. All right, we're up against it. We got to go to the break, hit the update right now. Let's do it. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.